Welcome to Hot Springs Village Inside Out, a weekly podcast where Hot Springs Village, Arkansas is the star. Join me, Randy Cantrell, and my co-host Dennis Simpson as we discuss the history, facts, people, places, events, lots more surrounding Hot Springs Village, Arkansas. Visit the website at hotspringsvillageinsideout.com. Happy to have everybody join us again on Hot Springs Village Inside Out. I am Dennis Simpson, co-host, and Mr. Randy Kentrell, our other co-host here. And who's the star of the show, Randy? Hot Springs Village. And that is because we're inside out. Last week, we recorded some stuff, Hot Springs Village, inside, inside. We this did. week, we're back to out. Yeah, we are. Unfortunately, in, well, one half of us is out. Half of us is out. <laughs> well, but today, one-third of us is out. Two-thirds well, of Well, one-third of us and Mr. <laughs> Greg Jones is visiting with us for some breaking news. And let me set this up right, Rand, uh, Greg. So um, it's hard to get employees in food services this day. Is that – I mean, who knew this, right? Right? Who knew? Any service. Yeah, yeah in any service industry, you're right. I mean, it, it is especially hard in the food service industry um, – you know, some of the statistics coming out of the National Restaurant Association are saying something like a million people have left our industry uh, for other jobs in other industries or for other reasons, right? I mean, they de- they've decided that they want to go drive a truck for Amazon where they don't have as much stress. Uh, you know, they don't have to deal with, you know, some of the public that we have to deal with mm-hmm. in the food service industry. So there's been a huge issue with trying to hire help and keep help, um, you know, during the course of, you know, really the last year. So, you know, we're trying to think of everything we can think of innovative to try to fix that problem. Who thought, whoever thought in a million years you'd be competing with Amazon for workers? I mean, really? That's true. That's true. Even for really young workers, even. Yeah. So tell me what's the work environment like now? And we've, we've talked about this before and we've, we've bumped up on this before. Uh, I I think you would ever mention that, you know, you had people making really good money and leaving and going to Amazon to drive a truck. And we use that example because it's very legitimate. It's not hypothetical or theoretical. That really happens. Uh, What's the, what's the current event like in the last six months? What's it like? I mean, I think what you're seeing is that, you know, through the whole COVID, you know, pandemic and people, a lot of people staying home, they're kind of reevaluating their lives in some, some regards to try to have a better work-life balance you know, or something that's less stressful. And I think that's leading a lot of people to leave, you know, some of the harder jobs and being in the restaurant business is not an easy job. Um, you know, it's very stressful. It's, it's hard work. You know, it's not, it's not something really simple, um, you know, that you really, you, you really have to think you have to, you know, work with clients, you have to work with our customers, you know, it's, it's a, you know, a fairly stressful job. And so they're thinking about quality of life and can they do something easier like maybe do some TikTok videos or something, I don't know, or be on YouTube or start a podcast and get a million people and get $800 a month or something, right? So, you know, so it's, you're competing with just about everything and, and every industry has this, whether it's trucking industry, you know, service industries, pretty much everybody has this problem, you know, and, you know, everywhere in the world, it's not even just here. So, you know, it, it's been a very big challenge over the last uh, few months, especially as, you know, the customers are coming back and they would like to have the kind of service we used to have before the pandemic, but, and we'd love to give it to them, but we just can't get the people and don't have the staff, you know, amongst the other, you know, thousand, 5,000 issues that exist in the restaurant industry. Uh, you know, we, we would love to have them have, you know, excellent service every time 
that we'd be able to serve them. We'd be able to, you know, get them a table, get their food in, you know, really short order. But, you know, more times than not, we're short staffed. We do try to tell the customers when they come in, it's like, we're short staffed. It may be a minute, you know, before we're going to get to you. Um, and generally they're, you know, fairly, you know, uh, you know, okay with that. Uh, once they kind of understand, I mean, I think they're seeing that everywhere. It's not just here in the village. It's every restaurant everywhere, basically. So I think it's so, every you know. industry. It's, it's literally yeah. across the board. Uh, I called a tech service support number the other day and the lady acted as if she had fallen off a plane and just had never seen the screen in front of her before in her life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, on one hand, it's frustrating to me. There's only so many cable companies in the village, you know, right. Mm -hmm. That's who I was calling. But on the other hand, she probably hadn't been there a week. You know, I yeah. mean, there's gotta be some understanding on both sides. Right. Well, so, what's what yeah. solutions have you come up with? And I'm, I'm going to rephrase that. What solutions have your staff suggested to you? Cause I thought that was brilliant. I saw a press release where you noted that one of your employees came up with a great idea. Yeah. So, you know, one of the challenges we have is getting staff and a lot of our staff, especially in like as dishwashers and kitchen assistants and things like that, our high school students, which have been traditionally, you know, the entry point for, you know, kids entering the workforce, right? I mean, I worked in a hospital and washed dishes when I was in high school, right? So, uh, but what we're seeing is that, you know, they're struggling in school. I mean, they're having to deal with issues. And, and so what, you know, our executive chef, Drake Beeler did, and, and really I, I attribute this all to him because he, he went through this when he was a kid. I mean, he's not that old a guy now, but you know, he had a rough childhood. He got in the wrong crowd in high school and, you know, all those sort of things. And so he sees these kids and talks to their parents, right? They come and visit with us and, you know, they say, well, I don't want him working so many hours because he's not getting his homework done. His grades are going down. So, you know, he came up with this idea. It's like, well, what can we do to help them keep their grades up, right? What, what can we do as a company to help these kids? And so he came up with this great program. So, you know, all of our kids that are in high school, they're, they come in for, uh, you know, they're eligible for this program. He has them come in an hour before their shift starts. So if their shift starts at four o'clock, you'll have them come at three o'clock. Now we put them on a clock as soon as they come in. So at three o'clock, they're effectively at work, but he sits them in an office or upstairs with their computer and makes them do their homework. And we give them a burger, right? They just got out of school, right? So we give them some food, they set up, they have something to eat. And they do their homework for the first hour um, of work every day that they come in. And, you know, it, it's been really, really well received. And the parents love this too, right? Because, you know, they're, they're saying, hey, you know, you're kind of forcing them to do their homework. We don't let them go up and just like sit around like study hall and go to sleep, right? Uh, he actually keeps track of them and goes up and checks on them and makes sure they're actually on their, on their computers because they're all using like Google Classroom and, you know, all their stuff's all online, right? And so sometimes you'll have some that come in, you know, at three o'clock and then maybe another shift comes in at four. In fact, I was over at the restaurant a few minutes ago and one of them just finished up his hour and the other one had just come in. It's like, okay, your turn, go upstairs, time to go do your homework, right? And sends them upstairs to go do their homework. So it's become a really good program, I think, and something fairly innovative, um, you know, in, in as far as anything I've ever seen, um, you know, the parents love it, right? Because we're helping their kids, you know, we're, we're kind of doing the, thing to make them get some work done where they can still work, you know, because kids, these kids want to have a car, they want to work and make money. But this is a way that we can still let them work and make money and help their parents keep them focused on school, which of course is, you know, critically important. 
and get them fed. So the parents don't have to wait for them to come home or be hungry or whatever. Yeah. Get a free meal, literally. Yeah, for sure. Cause you know, they're coming out of school. I mean, they're going to work for four or five hours. They're not going to get home till nine o'clock or nine 30. Right. So, so it's a much better, you know, home, a much better approach, um, you know, than, than just saying, let them come in at four o'clock and we shoot them out the door at nine 30 and then they go home and then they're like, you know, you can hear this. You can hear the, them telling their parents, I'm so tired. I don't have time to do my homework. I got to go to work, you know, all that stuff. Right. So we're trying to eliminate some of those excuses and, and get them on the front end to do their homework and then get them some food. So when they go home, maybe they can get a little bit of sleep and maybe they won't play video games all night and they'll be somewhat refreshed to go to school the next day would be a really good, a really great thing. Right? But they're so tired. How could they possibly play video games all night? I mean, they're already <laughs> tired, right? Different kind of tiring, I guess. I don't know, but well, Randy yeah, and I so, have, you know, Drake uh, came up with this program and, you know, we started this about three weeks ago. Uh, pretty much all of our high school kids are participating in this now. Um, I think we've got seven or eight that do this um, in front of every shift. Um, you know, we usually have two or three working in any given day. So, um, you know, we're, we're trying to do our best to, to kind of help that. It helps the community, right? As well. Yeah. We don't, we don't well, want what, these kids dropping out of high school either, you know? No. Well, what can you scale this to? What do you think you could do? I mean, I, I think it's fairly scalable from our perspective, right? I mean, we would love every one of our high school students to participate in this. Um, and we're getting close to that because we're recruiting their parents to get them to do it, right? <laughs> their parents are telling them, you either do this program or you can't work with three hours or two days a week or whatever. And you're not going to make enough money working two days a week to buy that car you want to buy, right? So so we're trying to you know get pressure from both sides and it seems to work. And like I said, we'd love to have all of our high school students be part of this program. I think this is a fantastic idea, really. So has this gathered any traction? Have you got any attention on this thing, Greg? What's going on there? Yeah, so it has uh, got the attention of the local news. And actually, they'll be out tomorrow to do a feature story on us about this program. Um, the local newspaper is also doing a feature story on us on this program. I mean, it is it is very unique. It's, it's kind of, and we didn't really do anything other than just make a few postings. We didn't send out giant press releases to thousands of people. And it's picked up and gotten shared by a lot of people. And it's, it's, you know, I was kind of surprised that little rock, you know, the little rock TV station calls me yesterday and said, Hey, we saw your post on Facebook. We want to come out and do this, you know, do feature on you tomorrow. So as, hey, as awesome. the, as the Ann Murray song goes, we sure could use a little good news today. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's exactly. fantastic. Randy, I know you've got questions. What's no, up? Just, I, we thought it was a brilliant idea. You know, Greg shared it inside our, our Facebook group. Um, which is, is a public group. Anybody can join it. Only and, the cool kids watch that though. I mean, <laughs> well, but it, 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 it blew up. It, it blew did. up just on our little, on our little platform of about 1200 people and growing, but yeah, I, I, it's just, well, it, it, we talked, we had a conversation with you. One of the last two times that we had you on just about the way that, that collaboration is important. And the fact that you've got somebody in your employee, albeit somebody who's higher up, pun intended, the food chain in your organization that comes up with an idea. But I, I'm still I'm fixated on two things. The, the 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 greatness, the brilliance of the idea, but the fact that you're a business owner that operates that where you're not approaching it like the smartest guy in the room. And and Greg was on my work podcast and we had this kind of a conversation and I'm still thoroughly impressed with your leadership and just rolling that way. Cause so many people wouldn't, it's yeah, not my, my idea. So it can't be that good. 
my, right. my, uh, my dad was out yesterday and we were looking around at some properties and I remembered staying distinctly <clears throat> with a little catch in my throat that I was standing on shoulders of giants. And if I can, Greg, you and Drake are about to be giants to a lot of kids in 20 years that are going to turn around and go, my first chance ever was blah. I didn't yeah. end up with the wrong crowd because I had a job yeah. I was working. Yeah. I really hope we can. I mean, that that's really, you know, it, it's not about us, right? It's about the community. It's about the people who work for us. It's about our employees. You know, it, it's what can we do to help, right? I mean, it'd be great if you saw someone like McDonald's do something like this, right? Mm -hmm. These, But they're probably not, right? But we can. And I'm willing to make that investment. I and mean, we, we pay these kids while they study, right? I mean, it, we're not just telling them to come in and do work and we're not going to pay them. We, it, it costs me money, but I am all for it. I, I think it's a fantastic idea. You know, Drake, I, you know, I've been, a, you know, he, he's had good mentors. I've mentored him quite a bit. I mean, he's, he's grown tremendously in the years that he's been working for me and he wants to pass some of that down now to some of these younger kids, mm -hmm. right. That work for him. So, I mean, I think I, I can't ask for more than that. Right. Yeah. I mean, so a high really school, for I, me, that's the most fulfilling thing there is. So a high school kid is watching this and they want to apply. You got a high school kids. Parents are watching this yeah, and they right, want exactly. him to apply. Right. Yeah, they, We actually had one yesterday come in because of this program. <laughs> Seriously did. Really? I was going to ask if applications yeah, had turned we up. Did. We did have one yesterday. I mean, it's only been out. What I put this out two days ago or something. Yeah. We had one Maybe come in that. yesterday. Really cool. Young man came in for an interview today. Sounds like a great guy. Right. I mean, and, and I think that, you know, that that's what we're looking for, you know? Yeah. Well, and we're three older guys who, who all had jobs as teenagers. I posted, I took issue with somebody that was wanting to throw rocks and, uh, about it and about, you know, I, 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 any, any place that's run by high school kids as though, <laughs> as though they're running the whole joint, you know, yeah. that they weren't, and I'm. I did take issue and posted, you know, I got hired at 16 by an entrepreneur who got out of the Navy and opened up because he got training in electronics and he started a hi-fi stereo shop. This is back in the early seventies. Yes. Kids. There used to be these things called stereo stores right, right. And, and record I, stores. I walked in as a high school kid, 16 years old, never had worked retail in my life had never sold stereo equipment, but loved it and knew way more about it than anybody probably should. Who'd never sold it. And he took a chance on me. He hired me on the spot and it was straight commission. Yeah. I wasn't guaranteed anything if I didn't sell anything. And I was just, I was just so happy to have the job and it was great. It was wonderful. And yeah, it made a huge difference in my life and set, well, it set me on a career in consumer electronics. So there's that, um, yeah. You know, so these are, yeah, these are bigger. It's butterfly effect, right? Yeah. I mean, say. we have a, we have a, a student right now at one of our restaurants that started out as a dishwasher, uh, who's grown tremendously. He's worked for us about a year now and he's one of our senior line cooks. I mean, wow. you know, and it's really just through the training and mentoring and stuff like that. We try to give folks opportunities like that. And, you know, we have a big enough organization that, you know, we can give them a fair amount of training in lots of different fields because we have lots of different kinds of restaurants. And so, you know, that, that really is what we want to do. I mean, that, that's kind of our goal. Right. And, and if I, you know, and he was somebody that when he started, I guarantee you had no thought process of ever being in the restaurant industry. He was just going to come and wash dishes and make money to make car payment. Right now he loves it. Right. I mean, 
So, I mean, it's through those things that we can influence people, you know, like you're like the guy that hired you, right? You, you like to, you, you didn't know how well you're going to do with that. You didn't know if you could sell no. stereo equipment or That's not. Right. right? But right. you wound up making that your career because you wound up loving it because you had a good mentor and someone that took care of you you know, when you were getting started. And that's what we want to do, right? Yeah, and it's, way more, it's way more than the hourly wage or whatever yeah. the wage is. Well, and I think back then when we started working with about a dollar ten was the minimum yeah. wage, something like that. I, I, I was a dollar thirty-five. Thank you very oh, much. Oh, well, you Greg. started working yeah. later than we did. Yeah, I, I was later. I'm not as old as you guys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I, w- I want to tell a story real quick. There's a, there's a, uh, and he may have, he may have retired by now, but there was a veterinarian in Pleasant Valley, old crotchety guy by the time I met him and wonderful guy had a beautiful study. Did, and this is probably 15 years ago, did not use a computer in the entire building. He had little sheets he would tear out and he'd write the scripts and he'd do all that. And he had all these workers working with him. And I asked him one time, I said, so how'd you get started in veterinarian, you know, veterinarian practice? And he said, there was an old veterinarian in our community. And I asked him one day, I said, can, how do I go about this? He said, son, grab that bag. And he said, he had, he said, I was like a scrawny 15 year old kid. And he said, I had a bag with 60 pounds worth of medicines and equipment and tools and whatever. And he said, I carried his bag for free every day after school for two years. Number one, I developed strong arms. Yeah. Number two, when I went to veterinarian school, I literally clipped out of virtually every class I walked into because I had so much free experience. Now I'm going to tell you free. I think today we've got this concept where people have to realize the skills you learned, Randy, you got paid with commission Mm -hmm. to learn those skills, Greg, same thing for you. Same thing for me. I can tell you when I started in it work nearly 20 years ago (laughs) that at that point, I remembered I was thrilled to death for somebody to pay me to learn. Right. I, I'm, I'm ecstatic. I was trying to do this in all, all hours of the night and day anyway, but as soon as somebody paid me, I'm like, okay, well, that, that rewards me and I'll just move on down the road here. So uh, do you, how would, how would somebody go about applying? Randy, were you going to ask that a question a minute ago? I mean, yeah. how, how do we get in touch with you? Yeah. So they can either go on our website and send in the form from the website. They can go to any of the restaurants and fill out an application if they like. Uh, you know, any, any way that they would like to, uh, they can call one of the restaurants and go by and see somebody if they'd like. Um, if they're in the culinary program, they can contact their professors. They're, we're all connected with all of them. We have two culinary students currently from Pulaski uh, that also work with us. So we have, you know, openings at all levels. And uh, we'd love to, you know, have people that are interested come by and visit with us and even just to let us tell them our story, right? I mean, we, we, we really want to try to be positive influences to people, positive influences to the community and the, you know, the, the folks that live around here and, you know, do our best to improve the lives of everybody in the hot springs village area. But let's, I want to address one last thing real quick and we need to wrap up. I know, uh, uh, Randy, you know, noted that <clears throat> we had some, how did you call them? Dark clouds. Some people who were like, Oh, you know, at $4 and a gallon of gas, how are they going to make any money? And, yeah, and, to be, and to be fair, at that point, at that point, your your post in our group, yep. I'm get it had been seen by 600, 700 people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> two, we had but, but, two, we had two dark clouds. I, it's our it's our page. I called them both out. Yeah. I didn't delete the comments. I wasn't hateful. I wasn't ugly. I just you know I did, and I wasn't coming to your defense. I was just coming to the overall defense of of young people working and the invaluable lessons that are learned. I learned to deal with the public. 
I learned to deal with a boss. I learned to deal with coworkers. Right. I, I mean, there's just innumerable things that a paycheck would not have taught me. Yeah. I had to be in that environment for a number of hours every day after school, or I would not have learned those lessons. And so that was really kind of my point, but go ahead. And, Dennis. and no, Randy, I, when we started working, gas was probably almost, remember the gas crisis and you could, oh, yeah. they went to like two something and the minimum wage is a dollar 10, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, the oil embargo, which people don't yeah, the remember. Oil embargo, all of that, right. Yeah. Happened, and we a, still made it to work and we didn't make, you know, a lot right. more money and you know, then we made, if you, if you had a license plate that ended in an odd number, you could get <laughs> gas on odd numbered days. Right. That's how it was where I lived. What were you going to ask, Dennis? No, I remember two, two things. I remember driving down the road and, and I was talking to my dad about getting a car and then I was so excited and I was, I was 14 and working as a janitor at the church, which was the youngest age you could do, you know, and I remember being so excited and he said, did you hear the news today? And I was like, no, what? He said, you know, they're predicting that gas will be a dollar a gallon by the end of the year. And I'm like, Oh, great. Just in time for me to try and buy some gas. Right. And it goes through the roof. I mean, it's been 33 cents who remembered gas wars. Remember that gas yeah. wars, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Two other things I want to mention real quick. Very first shout out and kudos to our group, Randy. And I'm proud, proud, proud because you and I made comments about, you know, whatever the dark clouds, the rest of the group finished them for us. Thank you very yeah. nicely. They were, every one of them was like, why on earth? And one dear soul, I don't know, Greg, if you saw this or not, one lady said, I will come and mentor people. Yeah, I saw that. I did. She yeah. said, I will mentor. In, yeah. And she said, I'm not very good at mathematics. And, and my first comment was that's the village attitude. That right. is the village attitude. Stop sure. cursing the darkness and light a stinking candle people. Let's right. move on. Right. It's tough. Let's go. Right. Yeah. And the, exactly. the last thing I want to make note of this whole discussion that we're having our society is missing something these days. R Randy and Greg, both. I think there is a perception that if we had a pill, we could give people to give them self-esteem. That would be great. We could just give them self-esteem. I got news for you. We need to go back to the basics and understand nobody gives you self-esteem. You right. earn it. That's the only way it comes. And you get self-esteem after you've made a self-achievement and self-achievement might just be calling Mr. Greg at the Explorer and saying, I'd like to fill out an application. Right. Well, come on the proofs in the pudding. He's got one employee already who look at the progress made in a year. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's, 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 could we keep track of some of these kids in 10 <laughs> years? Where will they be? Yeah, who, who knows, I, I, right? I'll end on this. I've got a 41 year old son who worked for me through high school and college dealt with the public, learned all the stuff that I, I learned as a kid. He's a business owner today. He hired his first employee within the this year. He's a home inspector. Uh, he's got a thriving business, but he would be the first to tell you that it's those things that he learned on the job. You know, the money's the money's long gone, right? I mean, whatever he made as a teenager, he spent mm -hmm. however he chose to and largely on cars. But the lessons now as a 41 year old father of three, yeah, they're, they're, they're invaluable. They're priceless, you know, but time, time proves all that to be, to be the case it has in my life. It appears that it has in y'all's life. Yeah. If I had a hat, I'd take it off. That's yeah, all. Very much. Ditto. Ditto. If we had hair, we'd wave it at you. That's yeah. what we do. <laughs>
I'll tell you what, I want to thank Mr. Greg Jones for joining us today with the Explorer Lakeside Group. I want to make sure the Explorer Restaurant Group, I should say. And and let's remunerate this real quick. It's artfully baked. It's Explorer Lakeside. So if you want to work making coffee or whatever in the mornings, if you have a different schedule or whatever, and you don't have to be school age, I'm sure you'd take anybody at this point. Right, 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 Greg? Absolutely. Uh, It's artfully baked. It's Explorer Lakeside. It's Isabella. It's Granada. Well, no, I'm sorry. That's what's going to be. Uh, Granada yeah. would be part of that, too. Uh, then we're coming back around to the Beehive and DeSoto and yeah. all of those people and Krakus. Yeah, I'm yeah, confident. We can use, you know, kids to come over there and scoop ice cream. You know, hey, yeah, we, we have we have we're open at all times of the day and night, basically. And, you know, we have all kinds of things that, you know, we can hire folks and, and that high school kids can do. Uh, you know, we'd love for them to come and join our group and, you know, see what, what we can do together. Grow some self-esteem. Yeah. Tell you what, it's been a delight as always, Mr. Greg for hot springs village inside out. I'm Dennis Simpson and he is Randy Cantrell. He's getting better at this people. Well, Thanks I'm, for joining. And we'll be back next time. Say it yourself. <laughs> as I say, say good night, Dennis. Say good night, Dennis. Yeah. Thanks for listening to another episode of hot springs village inside out a podcast where Hot Springs Village, Arkansas is the star. Please subscribe to the podcast. You can do that by visiting our website, hsvinsideout.com, and tell a friend. 